0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Man's podcast. We really hope that you enjoy this upcoming episode, and we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you could, on your way out, hit the like, comment, share, subscribe button. Share this with your friends and family. We really appreciate it. We're just starting the conversation. We're sparking it. We don't have the solutions, but the goal is to spark the conversation. Sometimes a student is a teacher and sometimes a teacher is a student. Have a good day.
1: Yo, 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 what's going on? Welcome to a Thinking Man's podcast with your boys, Corey and Ken. Y'all know how we do. We talk about real-world issues, controversial topics. We just want to enlighten and educate the people in our community and those outside the community. So, y'all, what's going on? Thank y'all for tuning in. What's up, Ken?
0: Hey, what's going on, bro? How you doing?
1: Sure, I'm great, man. Can't call it, you know, just staying focused and staying on my grind, building, you know, my house a brick at a time, man.
0: Yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely, man. My son... Uh, his birthday was today, man. So he woke up real excited, man. Real excited. That's that's what I'm talking about, man. Tell that little fella, happy
1: birthday. How old he turned?
0: Man, he uh, he's two, man. He's two, so he's starting to be conscious and aware. Like, yo, it's my birthday. What y'all got for me?
1: That's a fact. Man. I remember waking up. Man, I can't even remember if I can think back that far and how my birthdays went at that age. But but I know people right now who they kids, man. They they so spoiled, man. They give them everything. I'm like. If you give them everything now, what they're gonna grow up to appreciate later on? You know what I'm saying, so.
0: Man, and that's know. the that's the tricky thing. Just finding that balance, finding that balance mm-hmm. is difficult because you want to expose them to more than you've been exposed to and given right. an opportunity, but at right. the same time, where do you cut it off? You know, to where yeah. it kind of it, it um, sows a seed of you know discipline and grind in them. Because yeah. you're right. How can they have that hunger and that grind without the starvation?
1: Yeah. And, 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 no, you know what? That's so true, man, because then sometimes they grow up with this sense of entitlement, you know. Uh, and that's something that I always feared, you know, given my kids. I gave my kids a lot when they was coming up. You know, my my kids got whatever they wanted. And so I'm like, are they entitled now? But I also, with the giving, I taught them a lesson behind the giving. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have to too much deal with that entitlement type of attitude or mindset. So, But there are some parents out here, their kids grow up, and I'm watching them grow up, and they just feel like they're entitled to the world. Like Everything should be given to them. They don't have to work for nothing. They still use their parents as they did when they was one or two years old. I'm like, this is bananas to me.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, that entitlement is real. Yeah, And it's a fine line. It's a fine line with that. Uh, One of my buddies, he... uh, on Christmas, instead of, you know, now they open gifts. They have Christmas, you know, traditional Christmas. But he makes it more important that they go and give their toys to other children. You know, he, he really focuses on that a great deal. Just to have that balance and uh, take the time to have a conversation with them, Like, hey, you know, daddy and mommy are blessed and we're able to, you know, afford some things for you guys. But this is not, this is not, you know, everybody's lifestyle. Yeah. And you have to be giving and you have to be um, gracious and be empathetic to people's situation. And you are, excuse me, you're living this way, but you want, you want to try to help people where you can. Yeah. And not hoard it all to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, but sure. we can jump into uh, the topic, man. I wanted to hit on something that's really important as it relates to your success. Uh, your perspective is everything. Perspective is really important in the way that you perceive situations, process, internalize situations can be the difference between success and failure. So I want to play this clip by Kirk Franklin. It's about two or three minutes, man. And I want to get your take on it. Okay.
2: Cannot listen to me. You cannot skip experiences wow. You cannot get to results without experiences be Got to go through it. You cannot get to results good. without experiences good, man. And the experiences will be watch this y'all. They will be what they are Because That's this is what God minutes. does Have you ever have you ever taken a stick of of uh? Of butter and like picked it up and just bit into it, mm-hmm. but just the thought of it sounds nasty though. Yeah. Have you ever taken an egg and just cracked it and just took the yolk and just poured it in your mouth? No. Sounds like a hot mess, don't you? Uh. Don't really sound delicious. <sighs> Have you ever took your hand and stuck it into a bag of flour and I uh, do like a sand? Some <laughs> <Like somebody laughs> <them. It's> a <laughs> See, flour right there and then put in your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna taste good, right? So if you take a stick of butter and bite into it, it, it's gonna be nasty. You take an egg and break it, stick it, throw it in your mouth, it's gonna be nasty. Take some flour and put your hand into it and eat it, it's gonna be nasty. All of those things are nasty, aren't they? Yeah. Right? They're nasty on their own. I know. Have you ever had cake? Oh my Cake tastes good though. <laughs> huh? But everything that I named on their own was nasty and didn't taste good. Nice. But they are the ingredients Wonka. they work together. To they work taste. together. Wonka. They work together. So what the master chef does, y'all, wow. is he has this bowl and he knows that's the right amount of tears, mm. right amount of persecution, right mm. amount of disappointment, right amounts of humiliation and anger. And in this bowl, he's taking all these things that on their own are nasty. Mm -hmm. On their own, they don't taste good, but he knows the right amount and the right of the right amount of embarrassment, the right amount of failure, the right amount of despair, and he's putting it in his bowl and over time and over process, he's making it and he's doing something with the things on their own that are nasty, but together they make something that Mm -hmm. tastes good. But if you stay frustrated by the ingredients, you never get to the end result of that cake, Mm -hmm. which is your life and people need your ingredients so they can eat off of your life. And the reason why a lot of people in our industry and in our world are not really having the essence of God is because they reject the ingredients. Mm. And you can't reject the ingredients and have a good tasting life.
0: Man. Yeah. Yeah. That was fire. <sighs> Man, that's uh that's heavy, bro. That's heavy. Yeah. And one of the things that sticks out to me the most is he's not denying that the things that you go through um, are difficult or not going to be difficult or disgusting in a sense to kind of keep up with the theme of, you know, baking a cake, Mm -hmm. man. But when you put those things together, all the adversity that you've been through that shaped you into the person that you are and people don't understand where your grit and your toughness and your relentlessness comes from. And it's those moments where we were lost and we didn't know what was going to happen next Mm -hmm. and trusting in God and figuring it out with God. Yeah. It creates a a resilience. It creates a relentlessness. It creates a hunger. We were kind of talking about it, you know, with our children. You know, how do we recreate that? You know, um, man is, man is, that was, that was heavy, bro. And the perspective that he had about it, he wasn't complaining about the things that he'd been through. He used them to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep. No, and I think just listening to that, there's a couple things I can pull from that definitely was profound in what he was saying. And there's this mentality that we have adopted in society where we feel as though we shouldn't have to go through nothing to get to where we're going. Hmm. Right. Like everything should be a smooth ride. There should be no persecution. There should be no failures. There should be no betrayal. There should be none of that. And then when you think about, let's just take Jesus himself. When you think about, all that he was and all that he was able to accomplish and do. None of these things would have been possible, right? Without his experiences. You see what I'm saying? Like he had to go through some things to be able to make certain things happen to put things in place and in perspective. Take Judas, for example, Judas betrayed Jesus. Jesus needed a Judas because if Judas would have never betrayed him, he would have never been hung up on that cross. We wouldn't all be here today. Right? That was a very big trial for Jesus to go through. He had to, you know, stand in front of the Sanhedrin's. He had to be put on trial, all these things. And life, life is one big trial. You know what I'm saying? And what Kurt was talking about, he was talking about those ingredients. I'm a true believer in that people mismanage their ingredients. They don't know what to do with them. Right? Why would you crack an egg and just put it in your mouth? Why would you just bite into a stick of butter? You know what I'm saying? You know that these are not the proper ways to use these ingredients. You know what I'm saying? And I think once you become aware of some of these things and and understand this, in life, you're going to go through some things. All these experiences, all these things that you go through is building your foundation to set you up for success. Because if you've never gone through nothing, how can you, one, help somebody else through a situation? Two, how do you build character? How do you build grit? How do you become resilient if you never had to overcome nothing? And so I'll just take myself for example. I've been through so much trauma and abuse and stuff in my life that I thought it was put in my life to kill me. And what happens is you start questioning God, well, why did you allow this to happen? You know, why didn't you prevent this from happening? And my wife and I was talking on a podcast once before, I said, God doesn't always protect you from everything, but he does know how to keep you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? like. He allows some things to happen in your life, but he allow them to happen. But those things that happened didn't kill you. So, in other words, he kept you. So, God is not always going to protect you from everything that happens in your life. Like, in fact, he actually steps back to allow these things to happen. And they're not happening to break you. They're happening to, they're, they're happening to build you. But it's all about your perspective and your cognitive process. What you was talking about, Ken, how you process these things and how you view these things. So, I think what Kirk was saying was right on. We all go through these things in our life. But one, we mismanage our ingredients. We don't put them all together. And then two, when these things are happening, we're thinking something is happening to us as opposed to what happening for us.
0: Yeah, most definitely, bro. It's all about your perspective. Everything you're talking about is about your perspective. One of the things you hit on towards, you know, towards the end there, you, you talked about You know, God will sit back. And I remember my dad telling me, man, a few months ago, and it stuck with me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to remember that because I got to tell Carter that. The teacher is silent during the test. The teacher is silent during the test. When we were kids, whenever we would take a test in school, in whatever capacity, whenever the, the paperwork came out, you sitting at your desk, you got your, I'm showing my age, man. We had the Scantron, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, that's and, you, the entry boy. and you had to have a number two pencil or it wouldn't pick up on the Scantron. But um, whenever the test was initiated, the teacher sat down and was quiet because the, the pruning process, the teachings and the lesson had already been taught so to speak, study guides, practice tests, uh, going over the information, all that had been done and now it's was time to take the test. So the teacher is going to sit back. Um,
1: Not that, that, no, you know what, let me, let me add to that too because I think once we begin to become self-aware of ourselves and on our surroundings and the things that are happening in our lives, some of these things we can connect the dots on. But because we think all these things are isolated incidents and that there is no parallel or there is no connection within these things that are happening in our life, we miss it. And then we get frustrated, right? I truly believe there was a huge connection of me getting my girlfriend pregnant at 16, being left in Texas by myself with no family, uh, being turned down by – D. well, I turned down the D1 school. I-, I believe all these things were connected to get to get me to where I am today. Now, if I would have looked at all these incidents as isolated incidents and never connected the dots to show me all those things had to happen simultaneously, right, to get me to where I'm at today. But if I would have just said, man, I got my girl pregnant at 16. That had nothing to do with me staying in Texas on my own. Oh, man, me, you know, having to turn down a D1 school had nothing to do with me staying in Texas. You know, all these things. So I had to connect the dots and see, Lord, what was the plan and why did it go at that order the way that it did? And so I just think, man, really being self aware of your surroundings, being aware of the things that are happening to you, and begin to connect those dots, you will see all these things had to align, you know, like the cosmic stars or something, or the constellation in, in the atmosphere to get me to where I'm at. Because when you look at the stars, it creates something, right? There's some type of object that you can see within the constellation and the stars and I think it's the same thing with your life once you begin to connect these dots you begin to see a bigger picture but it's hard because you you, you got to step outside of yourself to be able to see these things and a lot of these things man I thought was
0: happening to me but they was actually happening for me yeah most definitely bro but when you are in a storm you can you can only see but so far and one of the key things you said is stepping back so when you step back and you look at the things that happen, you can become the director instead of actor in a play. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I like that. I like that. So you can understand, and it comes with time. Having been through things, you know, so many different times in a, you know, multitude of different situations. It's kind of, it's kind of like a um, man It for me. And this is just me. This is my opinion, man. When I go to church, and or or even when I, I watch church, obviously, with COVID going on, we're watching church these days. Um, when you see an old person, I mean, like an older, like an, an elder, you know, 60s and up, 70s and up, when you see them pray, when you see their relationship with God. It's a it's an authentic a genuineness there that we don't have yet. We don't have it because we don't have the, the experience. And it's not to say that our relationship with God is any less than. But having been through certain things, it strengthens your faith. Because that same elder in the church, man, I've. I've been going to church since I was a kid, I mean, since before I could was even conscious of it. And I noticed that the elders in the church were unshaken, man, unshaken. It's nothing. I mean, I'm talking cancer, uh, you know, people passing away, bills not being paid, foreclosures. I mean, the list goes on and on. And they continue to may, remain prayerful, prayerful, and um, faithful, and trusting in God. And that comes from having that experience with God, and He's you know, how he's brought you through so much that it's nothing that can shake your faith. Um One of the things that I wanted to hit on is, are you letting your trauma suffocate your gift? Or do you accept that the trauma was needed for you to be who you are? And that's, that's a matter of perspective. And that's what I, am when I'm, when I talk about perspective, that's exactly what, I'm talking about Uh, Corey, You hit on it. Kirk Franklin hit on it. It's how you perceive the things that you go through that determines your success. Do you internalize them and blame and point the finger or do you accept what you've been through and use it as fuel to be successful so that your family, your children don't have to experience the same thing that you did and understand that God is doing it for a reason, not to torment you, but to create a testimony and people are watching you. And when they see you go through, excuse me, go through things or when you speak about the things that you've been through, it builds a connection with people and they understand that, Hey, this guy's real. Because when I was younger, I didn't understand a lot of statements that the older generation would say like, um, Keep living. You know, old people tell you that all the time about everything, man. You know. Yeah, just keep on living. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, man, you know, life is a teacher, bro. You know, life is a teacher. We're getting older. Uh, We're seeing, you you know, I'm 35. Corey, how old are you, man? I'm 35. I'll be 36 in July, man. Yeah, bro. So, like, I remember one of the brothers telling me, when I turned 30, he said, All right, love lady, life is not going to play with you now. And I didn't understand it. I could not understand what he was talking about. I'm like, Oh, man, that's cryptic. You know, like, what do you mean? Life is, I'm 30 years old. I'm, <laughs> it's time to get it. Right. You know what I mean? And um, I called that brother back. Like, I'm 35 now. And I called that brother back. I said, Man, I, I'm starting to see what you were saying. Because as you get older, man, your priorities change. And as people pass away, uh, I posted the other day. As I get older, man, I'm starting to understand how short life really is. A lot of people say life is short. And I think when you're younger, you hear it all the time. Like, yeah, life is short. Yeah, okay. I'm Man, I'm 15. I'm 16. I'm 20. I'm 25. Life is short. Life is long. What do you mean life is short? Now I'm 35. And. Man, I'm seeing the people that I remember. Being young and vibrant and um, strong. Become weak. Not in a. This is not in a slanderous. Way. It's just one of those things you lose your strength as you get older. I'm watching my grandfather, 6'4", sheriff, country guy from Natchitoches, Louisiana. Never seen him cry. Never, I mean, never folded under any circumstances. And I'm starting to see, starting to see him fade away, so to speak. And it makes me question my own mortality, Like it sincerely does. It makes me question my own mortality. And what, I, what I'm what i coming to realize is that before death used to be something that was far, but as you get older, it gets closer and closer and closer to you. And it makes you look at your life with a more sincere and purposeful perspective. When you're young, you kind of move through life just like, oh, you know, i I get up when I feel like it. But when you understand that time is not on your side, how do you wake up? And that's the difference that perspective gives you. Experience gives you. If you're you're a student of life, if you pay attention, you read, and you trust God to give you the wisdom to understand that life is short. It's really, it's sincerely short. I'm 35, Corey. You're 35, about to be 36. Life has went by quick. Those 35 years went by quick. Now there were some slow moments where you're like, "Ah, dog, come on, let up off me," you know. Yeah, but, facts. but, but in the grand scheme of things, when you look back at your life, man, it was it's went by extremely quick. And my my son's birthday's today, and I remember having to do. Um, what is it called? Tummy time where, you know, you want them to strengthen their neck. I'm like, man, this, and now this dude is climbing on the pantry, opening the refrigerator. Daddy, can I have pancakes, please? And, I, you know, getting pancakes. He, Thank you, sir. I'm like, golly, man, you used to not be able to raise your head up, man. Time is moving, bro. But we're in it. We can't see it. So like you said, stepping back, when you step back for a second and you sit still, life is short. You have to take advantage of it. You cannot dwell on the things to kind of circle back. You cannot dwell on the things that have happened to you in your life. You have to learn from them, be better and move forward.
1: No, I love that. That's that's so true. Man, there's a lot of great things you said and a couple I want to touch on. One being time, you know, when you get older and I know for me, personally speaking, the older I get, the more I become appreciative of time, the more I understand time. I think back over my life and I think about all the things that I've been through. I think about all the traumatic experiences that I've had. And I think about how I'll allow those traumatic experiences to rob me of time that I can be enjoying my life. And now that I'm at an age where I've been able to overcome some of these traumatic experiences and I'm looking at life for what it is, I'm saying, man, time is really passing me by. There was a time I didn't appreciate time. There was a time where I didn't even think about it. I just said, I got all the time in the world. I'm young. You know, I got a long life to live. But then, Ken, you said life is short. Life is, time is so fast, man. It it, it goes by like this. You know, and a lot of times I find myself trying to relive the early 90s and the early 2000s because that was a time in my life that I really enjoyed and it seemed like it went by so fast. But when you're going through things in your life, it seems like time stops and you're waiting for time to pass so you can get out of this feeling of brokenness, this feeling of pain and hurt. You're like, man, they say time heals all wounds. I think that's the biggest BS in the world. Time doesn't heal all wounds. You don't have time to sit here and have time heal your wounds. You got to heal yourself within the time that you have us allotted to you right then and there. Now, it may take some time to get through some things, but you don't have time to waste time, if that makes any sense. And so for me, I look at time differently now. It's like, Corey, you don't have time to waste. You don't have time to no longer waste time doing foolish things. The Bible says it, you know, when you was a child, you done things as a child, but now that you became a man, you put away childish things. And so I believe God has allowed us to have a, a period of time in our life where we didn't have to think about time as much. We can really enjoy our youth, you know, we can really enjoy being who we were. Now, when you get older, you think about time, you know, you start your kids start having kids depending on when you had them. You know, people that you love are now starting to die off because they're getting older. And it's like, not only are they getting older, we're getting older, you know? So times are actually starting to clash at this point. And and, and so it's like, wow, I look at time differently now. And so I get up different now. I get up like, I don't have time to sit here and waste to think about what my next move is. I got to start moving because time is of the essence. And, And Ken, you said the older you get the closer you draw to death. I think that's a perspective thing, right? I think that's an opinion. Because when I think about it, and I think about Jesus, Jesus had three years to do what he had to do on this earth. He was 30. He died at 33. And so time has no respect to a person when it comes to death. But what one thing death has showed me was this, because death used to be something scary to talk about oh, I'm afraid to die. I don't want to die. We don't even talk about death because it just leaves this dark shadow and cloud in the atmosphere. But this is what one thing I'm learning about death. Death should not be something that you're afraid of. Death should be a motivator to live your best life because you don't know how much time you have left. You know what I'm saying? Let death motivate you to go out and explore, become, do, live, Everything you want to accomplish, allow death to be the motivator to do it. Because if you sit here and you contemplate death and how afraid you are of it, then you're going to become paralyzed. You become, you know, you can go into this paralyzed state and not move. But when you say, you know what? I don't know how much time I have left. But what I will refuse to do is allow death to rob me of the time I do have to become, to do, to create, to, you know, transform, to impute, all these things. I'm going to live my best life. And so, man, I, I just think, It's all about how you look at life, what you want to do with life. And once you begin to evaluate time and understand that time is the most important commodity in this world, once it's gone, we'll never get it back. This second that we're having right now, we can never, we can try to recreate it, but we can never relive it. It's gone. And so I see time like that now. And if if you are a person that struggles with time and you're wasting a whole bunch of time because you think you got a bunch of time,
0: you're doing it the wrong way. Yeah, most definitely, bro. Most definitely. Most definitely. Do not procrastinate. Life is short. Life is short. Do everything that you want to do. The most important thing or the most important time is now. Now is the most important time. Um, another thing I wanted to hit on is... um. You know, a struggle in your life can be a moment for you to give up. Or it can be an opportunity to get stronger. Accept that life is hard. And I do mean this. Accept that life is hard. You have to truly accept life is hard. But decide to get through it with character. When adversity comes, who are you? Be disciplined. Be strong, be obedient, be soft, be loving, be vulnerable. Failure and success are along the same path. Those who are successful are relentless and persistent. The definition of persistence is being able to endure hardship. The definition of persistence. Is being able to endure hardship. Your character and mental resolve is what determines everything. Everything, guys. So when you accept out of life that it's going to be difficult, you have a realistic perspective. You don't come into it with a romanticized view of... Okay, this is going to be great and, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not saying be pessimistic, but be realistic. Don't set yourself up. But just know that as you go through things, you're going to persist. You're going to endure. A lot of people think that it takes great talent to be successful in life, and it doesn't. It takes a relentlessness, a discipline. It takes work. It takes work. Jordan was trash when he started Hoover. but he was persistent and disciplined. He dedicated himself to the craft.
1: It, that, that's real good. That's really good. And, and while you sit here saying, I'm thinking about a few things. You know, in life, nobody wants to go through anything. Again, like I said, people feel like they should be exempt from going through life. And I made a statement in one of the speeches that I did. I said, life is neither hard or easy. Life is what you make it. Now, if I go back and I retract that statement, I think about some people who have it easier than other people. Some people, life is going to be a little harder than other people. Why? Because they've already been given the resources, the tools necessary to become great without having to do much work. Others have to put in that work. And so it seems a little harder, but this is the thing though. Life for you is going to be easier than those given everything, because you're going to know how to deal with the things that you earn, as opposed to those who are it's given to, they're going to fold because they never had to go through nothing, right? And so they don't know how to appreciate the things that you and I had to work hard to get. We didn't have a savings account. We didn't have a 401k. We didn't have a CD. We had to get ours out the mud. I, this is my thing, God and grind got me to where I'm at, you know? There was no nepotism in my family. There was no, I'm gonna hand you this, no silver spoon. We had to work for everything we had, even to this day. That's why I believe black people are some of the most powerful, brilliant, uh, resilient people in this world. We had to overcome 400 years plus of oppression and, and being taken advantage of and not given nothing but scraps. We had to turn nothing into something. And we have adopted those principles. We still live by those rules and we're making things happen. And those who have been given everything now see us as a threat because we're now educated. We're innovators. We've always been these things. But because we were shackled down, we couldn't really show who we were. We couldn't put the real us on display, you know. And now that we can, people are like, oh, my gosh, these people have been brilliant. And the chosen people this entire time, we tried to prevent this from happening. And now look, they're in the White House. They're running the benches. There's on the Supreme Court. All these things are beginning to take place. So life can be hard. Life can be easy. It just depends on your perspective and how you view it. And also think about this. I was thinking about a slide, Ken, when you was talking about, you know, life and how hard things can be. And this is what I was explaining to somebody, but I explained in a different using a different analogy. But now think about it like this. You remember when you was a kid and you tried to run up the slide? you know it was kind of right, you know you you had it you it, it took some effort right it took some effort to try to get up the slide cuz you would slide back down or whatever and you're like man this is tough but then you say you know what they built these stairs on the back of the slide for a reason you know what, <laughs> what i'm saying so why am i constantly trying to run up the slide when i can go all around the back and get up the stairs some people want to continue to take shortcuts. It's you're right there at the slide. You just came down. You're like, I'll just go back up the same way I came down. That's not the way life works. Sometimes you're going to go down one way, and then you got to go around the long way to get back up to where you're going. So life is going to sometimes take you through a valley, right, and then you got to come up out that valley and keep moving. Some people want to take shortcuts through life, and that's why it doesn't work. There are no shortcuts in life. And if you try to find a shortcut, You're going to always have to go back and redo it. If you you specifically and intentionally engineer everything that you do, you're going to save time cleaning up the mess on the back end. But because we're so in a rush to get everything to happen and we try to skip our developmental processes and we try to skip certain experiences to get to where the next person is, then we end up doing more damage to ourselves than we realize. And let me tell you something stop allowing other people's success to prematurely put you in situations that you're not ready to handle you see other people moving you see them getting what they're getting and all this and you want to be a part of the the club the one percent i believe god gave everybody a level of genius a genius and those who tap into that level of genius are the ones who's going to become successful But if you're looking at everybody else's genius and trying to figure out their blueprint to how they became a genius and what they do, then you take the focus off of you and actually tapping into your own genius and becoming who God calls you to be. So we got a lot of work to do. And again, it's all perspective. It's all how you see things. It's all how you process things. And it's also being intentional with your time.
0: Yeah, that's, that's key, bro. That's that's key, and a lot of people don't understand and that I call it I call it taking the stairs. I heard Nipsey Hussle talk about um why he didn't take a deal, and you know what took him so long to take a deal. He went the independent route. Um, there's value in taking the stairs when something is done for you. You don't have a proper understanding of how it came to be. If you do not have a proper understanding of how it came to be, that leaves you vulnerable. But a lot of people, like you hit on Corey, don't want to do the work. You have to work to gain understanding. You have to read. You have to ask questions. You have to uh, be relentless in your approach as far as gaining information. You have to make thousands and thousands of phone calls. Uh, you have to sit in and go to school. You have to. There are things you have to do to receive knowledge. You have yeah. to accept that a part of your growth, a part of your journey is the stairs. It's not. the. That's the most important part. When you get to the top. Yeah, you can do the money dance. That's cool. When you get to the top, that's fine. But while you're taking the stairs, you're picking up tools put them in your tool belt. Okay. When I deal with this, I know this. Okay. You know, as you approach things and you go through things in your life, they're going to teach you certain lessons, but when somebody does things for you and they put you in a position, you don't learn those lessons. And I think we kind of hit on that core, you know, about entitlement. You can see that, uh, undeveloped part in people as it relates to, you know, being entitled. There's you, you have to accept and value. And I truly, I'm I'm telling you guys this because this is exactly how I live my life. I accept the hardships in life because I know that it's adding to my character. When I started the trucking business, I left AT&T and there was no guarantee that I was going to succeed. And that's why I was, you know, kind of alluding to success and failure being along the same path. You don't, when you start out on something, you don't know whether you're going to be successful. If we're honest, if we're honest, you know, some people can say, oh yeah, I knew I was going to be, you weren't sure. Nobody's a hundred percent sure. Yeah. You had confidence, but you're not sure. When I left ATT, I went into trucking. I went into, um, I went into training for trucking. To learn how to drive a truck after you know a few weeks of leaving AT&T the money stopped coming in that's when the reality starts to set in okay are you serious about this as far as starting a trucking business or are you going to go back to AT&T you have to you have to take the stairs because there were so many different life lessons that I've learned from leaving at and I learned that you can never have enough money saved. You never know what's going to happen. But when I went into trucking, there were things that I didn't expect to happen. At certain levels, people take advantage of you when you're on the bottom. But I used those experiences as like an internship. I wrote down every single thing that I went through in trucking. So when I started my company, I made sure to take care of those things, make people feel cared about. Don't treat people like a number, get people home to their families. But if somebody had just given me the company, I wouldn't have those life lessons. I wouldn't have those experiences to be better than the competition. I've learned through, you know, studying and experiencing the worst side of trucking. So You know, when I go to deal with drivers and employees, however you would like to term them, I know where they're coming from. But I wouldn't have that perspective if I've never driven a truck. If I had never been through anything. That's why the employees that I have now are are happy. Because I truly understand what they've been through. Now, it's been a process. So, I was telling one of my buddies the other day, it's not gonna come quick, man. This has been, you know, probably about a nine year journey as far as trucking is concerned. Maybe ten. Golly, yeah, it's been about it's been about a decade, man. So having faith and patience and discipline is important. You you really have to do that. But for anybody that's struggling with endurance, <sighs> I, I'll say this. When your why is tied to something bigger than you, your ability to endure increases tenfold. When your why is bigger than you, your ability to endure increases tenfold. When I'm tired, I think about my son. When I'm tired, I think about my legacy, my children, my fiance, my little sister. My little brother, my mother, my father, my grandparents, my community. We come from God. How can you be tired when we. When we've been held underwater for so long. Go get what. Our ancestors couldn't. They didn't have the opportunity to do the things that we're doing, starting businesses. Our ancestors weren't even allowed to read. You do not have time to procrastinate. You have to attack life. You don't have time to procrastinate. It's very important that you understand that. The most important time is now. Stop making excuses. Get to work. Your children are watching you. I'm, I'm telling you guys, the older I get, the more I realize how short life really is. Enjoy it, live it. You only get one. One shot at this. There's no sequel. Don't accept, you know, being stagnant. If you do not jump, you won't die. But you will not live either. Life rewards those who take chances and are relentless in their pursuits.
1: Yeah, that's, man, you on some fire right there. Y'all, he said it, you know, don't procrastinate. And this is what I want to add to it. When you're in your youth, I need you to devour the prey. And so when you get older, you can divide the spoil, right? Some of us are working backwards. We're comfortable. We're resting in our youth. And then we're trying to hustle and grind in our old age, it's like, no, we can't work backwards like that. Like, you have to get it in right now. You have to get up and devour the prey now while you still have energy, while you're still young. You still got that life in you. That way, when you get older, you can divide the spoil. That's what it's about. Quit working backwards. Quit thinking that, oh, I'll get to it then. I'll get to it then. Because you, all you're doing is prolonging the gifts and the harvest that God has for you. I love the fact that I had to start my business from scratch. Nobody gave it to me. Now I know what an EIN number is. Now I know what a Dun & Bradstreet number is. Now I know how to go and create these things, and I can duplicate these things and help somebody else do it. If somebody would have gave me this, I couldn't show nobody else how to. Listen, man, you, you can't show nobody how to start a business if you ain't never started one. If somebody gave you something, all you can say is, man, somebody gave me this. I don't know how to help you with that. Guess what? That's money you're missing out on. You can become a consultant, right? I got a client or somebody that's hitting me up today to talk to me about how to start their business because they watched me build mine from the ground up. So people are, uh, uh, they are are attracted to your success. But if you got nothing to show nobody, they ain't got nothing to be attracted to. So that's why I'm like, I'm going to spend every waking moment that I have. One, this is what I had to learn. I need to stop informing God what I'm going to do and start including God in what I'm going to do. See, a lot of us have that bad. I'm just going to inform God what I'm doing instead of including God in what we're doing. And if you don't believe in God, guess what? There are some people who have made it very successful without believing in God. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I've, I've seen people. I know people who've done it. But for those who do, God already knows the end result and the outcome already. You don't know it yet. Ken says something. We talk about, oh, I'm going to be successful once I take that leap. Y'all, the reason I haven't stepped into full-time entrepreneurship yet, it's not that I don't believe in myself. It's not that I'm not capable of doing what I say I'm going to do. It's not that I'm lacking anything. The bottom line is I have a family, and until I see some things kick off, because I'm a perfectionist at heart, and until I see some things kick off and I feel comfortable jumping then because there's no right time. There's no there's never a right time to jump. Right? Either you're going to hold back or you're going to jump. Me right now, I'm making a conscious decision to hold back. Because I know once everything is aligned, I would never prematurely do anything. Once it's all aligned and I see, okay, boom, here it is. This is how this is going to go. I'm going for it. God already prompted. God already showed me in a vision the millions in my account. He showed me the cars that I'm going to have. The homes I'm going to, the people I'm going to be able to help, I've already seen it. I'm a visionary. I'm not a sightseer. I'm a visionary. I see things. And that's how I know I'm not going to fail. Because it's already been shown to me. Right? Some of y'all haven't seen any visions. And you're just jumping out there and then you're blaming God for your failures. And y'all, and also that's even a perspective. Failure is a perspective. Nobody, I don't think anybody fails at anything. I think they experienced something and they don't like it and they move on. They experience something and it didn't work for them and they move on. You're not a failure. Quit calling yourself a failure or I failed at this and I failed at that. No, you experienced something that didn't work out for you and now you got to do something else. It's all perspective.
0: Yeah, bro. It's definitely perspective. It's definitely perspective for sure. Man, you know, you I I... I You don't, as far as failure is concerned, I, I think that people can fail, but I think that, like you said, perspective is everything like we've been talking about. You don't fail until you give up. Because as you go through things in life. They're meant to teach you, you need to go through those things. Those things are required. But if you give up, that's when you fail. Not, not if you lose, you know what I mean? Not if you, you know, when you give up, that's when you fail, man. There's been, when I, when I started the business, when I left my house went, dude, the money got so thin that I was a month away from them taking my house away from me. And that's what, you know, nobody really speaks on as it relates to being an entrepreneur. It's you're, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to experience some hardships. How you respond to them is going to turn, is going to determine your, how far you're able to reach. So when, when the house was, you know, at that point in time appeared to be going into foreclosure, I could have folded. Could have went back to AT&T, took the nine to five route, which I'm not saying that's, but for me, that's defeat. Now that's personal. That to me, that's defeat. Um, I remember my uncle. He said, "Man, you know what's your plan B?" And you know, excuse my French. I was like, "Man, there ain't no fucking plan B." Like, Facts. I and I mean that. Facts. You gotta have that mentality. Like it's no plan B, bro. Stop, stop. I'm not saying don't have a backup plan, but have it in its proper perspective. Yeah, okay, you're a man, you have to, obviously, I have a two-year-old son, I have a fiance, I have a family that I have to provide for. There's a reality that I need to have a plan B, for sure. I don't move like that's an option, though. Don't move like your plan B is a real viable option. In your mind, accept that there is no plan B. When I was facing foreclosure, I could have decided to fold, go back to AT&T and go to nine to five route, or I could sit and be still. And I think that a lot of us go through things in life and we panic. Oh, man, you know, if I don't make it, if I don't, I don't have enough money in my account. Be still, man. Be still. Because when you're panicking, you're not sitting still. You're not a, you're not quieting your mind to think consciously and rationally quiet your emotions that's where emotional intelligence comes into play that's why i was saying like as you go through things you can either panic and fold or you can sit still and and figure it out as you go through those things as you get older those elders that i talk about in the church they've went through things and when i talk about not being shaken they've experienced And I'm sure those elders have had their moments where they panic. But over time, you realize the importance of not panicking. And that was one of the points that I wanted to hit on that. You have to allow. Yourself time to think. Your your imagination is the catalyst to building wealth. You have to sit still and think. When you when you don't have any money in your account, the emotional intelligence comes into play. You have to either meditate. Everybody does this differently. Some people meditate. Some people pray. Some people go for a walk. Some people have to work out, but you have to find what works for you so that you can sit still. And imagine. Corey, you were telling me about the vision that you had. You could literally see the money in your account. Yeah. You are, you you have to allow yourself time to think and imagine and dream. The way that this system is set up, once you experience money and it's not the money, it's the freedom that it provides. That's it right there. It's the freedom. It's the freedom that I can sit still and I don't have to go to job number two and three. I can sit and think. Elon Musk talked about that. He purposely creates a window of time every single day to go on a walk. And most people are like, oh, you know, man, you know, it's just a walk. You know, like he's just trying to chill. No, man, it's stepping away from, from your life. The, the, the grind of everyday life, disconnecting for a second and becoming a director instead of an actor in the play it's very important. These, these are things that you have to, you have to, and you won't see the value in them until you do it. Until you walk away from a problem, hit the pause button, go for a walk, sleep on it. I'm telling you, it works. I've done it countless times. Walk away from it. Even though it's like, man, I got to figure this out. I got to figure it out, but you, you've been at it for hours. You can't figure it out. Pause. Notice I said pause I didn't say, quit pause, walk away. Take a walk, listen to music. You know, everybody has different some people smoke weed, some people have a drink, some, whatever your thing is to just chill and calm down. Create create distance between you and the issue. The uh one of the books, this right here, the uh the laws of human nature, it talks about going through adversity. And creating a space cushion between you and the issue. Step, step back, step away from, step away from the issue. Step away from the issue and and take, and take your time and think things through. But, uh, man, I can go on forever about this, man. But Corey, what you got, man? Let's take, take us out, bro. I'm, I'm over here preaching. I'm, I I didn't drink this coffee, man. I didn't. You you
1: know, you wrote it. right, this, this is what I'm going to say. I want to go back to a statement that i made about failing. This is what I'm going to say. You may experience many failures in life, but you haven't failed until you quit. I'll just say it like that because in my walking on my journey, I had a lot of failures, but nobody ever knew about them because I didn't quit. Yeah, because, buddy. I, because I kept going, nobody ever knew about the failures that I experienced because you don't fail in, in, until you quit, until you stop and say, I'm done. Because when we think about failure, failure is simply, it's an admission of occurrence or performance, right? Uh, uh, failing to perform a duty or an expected action. My thing is this, as long as I keep going, I'm still performing the act I need to get the results I want. But once I stop, I failed. So you may experience many failures, but you don't fail until you quit. So that's that's what I'm going to leave with you all. And I want you to understand, look, again, like we said, this podcast is like no other. We're educating, we're imputing knowledge, we're giving you the tools you need to really go within run inwards we're helping you run inwards to really figure out who you are our job is to help introduce you to the person on the inside of you that you have failed to meet and the only way we're going to do that's by talking about real world issues talking about the cognitive state of a human being the time that we have what to do with that time we're giving you things that's going to really help you grow and push you to be your greater self and so thank you all for rocking with us This is the Thinking Man Podcast with Corey and Ken. Y'all can catch us every Saturday. We're going to rock with y'all. Y'all rock with us. We thank y'all. And until next time, we out. Peace.
0: Hello, everyone. My name is Ken. I am the co-creator of the Thinking Man's podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the last episode. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, Hopefully we sparked the conversation between you and your loved ones, your family and friends. And we really appreciate it if you could share the content. You know, when we started this thing, the whole goal of it was to just start the conversation. We don't have the solutions, but we definitely want to spark conversations. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have a good day.